This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Blue Apron. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. Today's show is also sponsored by CISO. This new ad-free streaming service brings users a nearly endless supply of top-shelf comedy. Head over to CISO.com right now to receive your first two months for free by entering promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. That's S-E-E-S-O dot com, CISO dot com, for two months of hilarious comedy for free with promo code BADCHRISTIAN. You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, Jokers? Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. My name is Matt, and I want to thank you for being here. I am uh, sorry to say that this will be our last episode of 2016. Um, it's been a great year. It really has. Uh, some, it's, this whole podcast has just done so much more than I ever thought it would do, and it's been downloaded, this is a true, 7 million times. And next year looks to be our biggest year ever. A lot of things are trending up our numbers in the BC Club. The BC Club are the people that really funded this thing from the beginning and have gotten us to where we're at. So I want to say happy birthday to a BC Club member, Joy Andrus. She's a very sweet person and a BC Club member. And uh, her boyfriend, Josh. Josh, thank you. You're very sweet, too. Uh, thank you to all the BC Club members. There's there's about a 1,000 of those suckers right now. You can join them for free right now. You get a free month if you want to see what all the hubbub is about at badchristian.com. Also over there, you can find Devin Shelton. He has a new album called Sensation. It's, it's for pre-order now, but here's a secret that I can tell you. If you pre-order it, we'll go ahead and give you the whole album digitally. So... You know, nobody to answer to on that. We can do what we want. So that's a tip. Go pre-order Devin's album. You'll be listening to it right away, within a day at least. I don't know how quickly they get sent out. Um, and then, of course, Pastor Joey, our own Pastor Joey, has a book called Fundamentalist, talking about his OCD and stuff like that. That book is out now. You also, get our website, Amazon, whatever you do. But buy Joey's book. He'd appreciate it. It's an amazing thing, especially to see a physical copy of it sitting right there. All right, here comes the show. Three, two, one, <laughs> let's get ready to podcast. It's the Bad Christian Podcast. Woo. Just a couple days after Christmas. Last one of the year. All right, yeah. welcome to the last show of the year, everybody. Bad Christian Podcast, Boom. Matt, Toby, and Joey. Joey. Yep, how was Christmas break, everybody? Good, man. Very good. It was Mine, good. I already hate the presents, though, that we got. Like, they're so annoying. Like, we got Ike a Hulk smash truck and all this stuff, and they're just loud oh, and gosh. just bad. And just, it, it parts of me sometimes really do think, like, the consumer side of Christmas really is pretty evil in a way. Like, I, I got my kids these, I got my kids great presents. They loved them and then immediately kind of started whining and complaining. Mm -hmm. And just, and we went to the store, like Costco. The next day to get a couple of food items, and they saw the toys and just wanted them. Yeah, like they totally forgot. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. We spent money on their toys. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't teach. I mean, and then I and I'm complaining, but I did that to them, right? I'm the one that caused them to react like that because they get stuff. Yeah. all the time. So why would you? Why would I blame them for having bad attitudes when I'm the one that bought them stuff? <laughs> well, did you just dis did you just describe the Sunday morning church experience culture? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why everybody gets upset. That's our fault. <laughs> we put them there. Hey, this coffee. What? Y'all just serve a stale coffee? When is this not fresh? <laughs> oh yeah. These look like they came from the grocery store. Y'all used to have Dunkin' Donuts. But I don't. I don't. I mean, can we get those back? I mean, I, I tithe. It's like getting a present that's in the wrong color that you asked for, kind of thing. Yeah. It's good for a little while, and then it's just yeah. Then as soon as and you give them all this candy and stuff in the stockings, and then it's like well. Right. The next day is back to, well, you can't have that all day, yeah. you right. know, kind of thing. But we still have all the candy left over and the treats and the candy canes and everything else. And you just, I mean, I guess we do create brats. But the hardest thing for me about Christmas or a funny thing is I've been trying. This is the first time Georgia's old enough to really understand anything from presents to everything. So I'm trying to do the thing where I don't make her over consumeristic. We don't don't really overdo Santa, but we took pictures with Santa. And so what we're trying to do is uh, make her understand Jesus and God and the Bible and how that ties in in Advent. So we've been doing this Advent calendar. So we'll read from the Jesus Storybook Bible every night on a card. And, you know, it's like, but it feels like a little bit of a trick and it's hard to pull off because we all know that Santa is way more exciting and better. It's an easier sale. It's easier right. sell than, and then, you know, we go in and try to do the Advent thing to say, now listen to this. We're going to read a story tonight, but it's about some weird, old, boring thing that doesn't include all the, the awesome stuff like the presents and the toys and the Santa and you get everything. Right. So which one's going to win? So we've been trying to reinforce it, <laughs> totally. but I'm not even buying it when I'm reading her the stories as yep. far as, uh, I mean, how is she supposed to like b- know which one to believe and right. which one to care about other than me have to try to really... S- make it sound exciting of who God is and what he does yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Actually, it's funny you say that yesterday, like, I mean, we had Christmas on Sunday and yesterday, uh, June is riding her new bike and she goes, Ooh, Jesus's birthday's coming up. I was like, no, we <laughs> she didn't, all she saw was Santa and presents. She didn't yeah. even know. And we thought we did a good job of that. She still didn't, still didn't it. even know that that was <laughs> right. the event. That still, yeah. <laughs> she thought it's still coming. Obviously Christmas has nothing to do with Jesus. It's about Santa and presents. But you know, if you look, if you look at it, like the, 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 all the lead up in the Jesus storybook Bible was God doing stuff in the Old Testament, essentially. Yeah. And so we just are reading these stories. And even in the storybook Bible, they try to spin it a little bit and make it, you know, look forward to Jesus and all this stuff. But nonetheless, I found that my daughter was confronted each and every day with Santa or Yahweh. And Santa wins every time. He's way better. They both might be fictional from a lot of people's point of views. And, and from hers, I don't know that, that she could tell the difference. If she's not had spiritual experiences with right. Jesus at age three, then what's the difference in Santa and Yahweh to her other than what I try to tell her? But here's some comparisons for you. So, well, Georgia, you know, you should really care about God because, and we're reading the thing. Um, now, I know Santa makes toys and gives them to everybody in the world. But Yahweh flooded the whole world and killed everybody except for two people. So that's pretty good, huh? You know, like... He destroyed the world. Yeah, right. So that means he's least powerful. You better right. yeah, so That's pretty good. And then, I mean, you know... Hey, wait, he did leave that family some animals. Yeah, there was animals on the boat. Oh, and guess what? You like rainbows, right? There was a rainbow at the end of that story. That's right. But that's all that's that's good about that is, well, there's some animals in a rainbow versus, and he destroyed everybody in the world. Hey, come on. That's who I'm trying to tell you about. He gave them a promise. Yeah. Well, it's not (laughs) as exciting. You know what's really funny about that, though, is it was hilarious that you say that. How do you tell... 
And the, the family that he saved, the dad, as soon as they landed, got super drunk and let his yeah. kid see him naked. I mean, it's interesting, <laughs> but it's just not, it doesn't compete with Santa. So Santa it's lives at the North living. Pole in this beautiful snow, and there's elves everybody, everywhere, you know, that, that yeah. work, and it's just a beautiful place. It's super fun. Now, God came down and wrestled an old man and kicked his ass once. <laughs> that was another story we read in, right. for Christmas, reading, uh, leading up to Advent. Wouldn't let him win. Yeah, you know, and he and and he was crippled for the rest of his right. life. <laughs> you know, Santa has those sleigh and those reindeer that you love so much, and he does magic and all that stuff. And uh, Yahweh built uh, hell and a lake of fire, and tons of people are going to go there forever. Yeah, or be annihilated, or you know, or be annihilated. Yeah. So that, that's not maybe as not maybe as attractive of a thing to, when you try to do it. And even if you look at Jonah and the whale, like, okay, we went in a fish and sat in there. I'm not, it's still not that great. Right. There's no, you know, it's just, it's hard to make a kid believe that that is totally the good thing. Well, yeah. I try to tell our kids about Jesus and God and what it means and him coming to earth and all this stuff. And, and like, it, it, you're right. Like Santa, they know I'm going to actually get toys from this guy i mean that that is just a huge concept yeah. easy concept but a huge concept for a kid to just fall in love with this idea what when you tell them about jesus or god you go well that's you know if you, you know. trust <laughs> if you trust him he'll make your life better and then, you know when, when you die you'll get to go to hell. And, and it immediately becomes we're gonna die right what does that mean right. am i going to die so all they can think about is death when you think about jesus plus what's, what, <laughs> what else is she saying to make my life better pops you're crazy right. i get candy and treats and toys all the time what i don't need right. my life to get any better we try, we try we try to tell our kids about going to heaven they they got upset because they didn't want to go without us <laughs> if i die i don't even be yeah, with y'all this is hard this is awful <laughs> no but god's good <laughs> it's a, it's too hard it's unbelievable. They, they I mean, definitely no, don't see no the need. They definitely don't see. If, based on the day that Georgia had two days ago, she definitely doesn't have a need for Jesus. <laughs> it's right. just pretty much ideal life, heaven already for her, from her point you're of view. You're right. Uh, you're right. A, an American child, for the most part, like at least you know, middle class and up, American child has just a, it really doesn't honestly need Jesus. Mm-mm. That concept is, has to be just completely foreign. Like until really the reality of their own sin, I guess, sets in their own depravity or whatever that might be. That's the only time they'll need it. Cause I mean, otherwise it really, it is very hard. Like our, our kids, I think they, that's the biggest thing I struggle with too, is the idea that we're pushing this idea on them. So there's no way it's ever good. My idea of God is what they're going to have a piece of that with them eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we should shy away from these little sealed tight theologies with all these cute little quick answers to address mis- mysteries, you know, because, right, or, great because otherwise they're going to grow up and they're going to be like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense at all. Right. And I mean, it sounds silly, but think exactly what Matt, Matt said. Wait a second. Santa is way better than God. Way better. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, now, some people will say, you know, a lot of pastors, pastors I grew up with, uh, you know, preached in the pulpit where I, churches I went, my own Paul Paul would say that Santa is a was created by Satan. Like he's a tool and that's why he's so he's so alluring because that's exactly what Satan wanted. They want to get your eyes off Jesus and it's about presence and consumer and that's what it is. Do y'all believe that at all? Do you think there's any Joey, as a pastor, do you think there's anything to that that Satan create helped create the idea of a a different Jesus that gave you presence? I mean, I I don't want to say that's the dumbest thing ever cuz I could I guess I can see the point, but I 
personally, I'd be like, eh, I don't think Satan did that at all. Right. How about you? No, I, I mean, I think it'd be way more clear that Satan would do like just awful stuff like create Hitler or something like, like, like more than Santa. Like people get freaked out over the Santa thing. And I think I don't like know. It, it's, I, there's plenty of bad stuff out there, right? I think, well, I think that's where you're wrong. I think if Satan was going to do something, it would be very subtle and very mm-hmm. deceitful. Like, I mean, imagine if what Matt is saying, if what Matt's saying is true, then kids are paying more attention to Santa than God. And, and Satan would be like, that's awesome. You know, if Santa was going yeah, around killing kids in the vein of screw tape sleep, letters, that would be a victory. Sure. You know. yeah. But what I'm saying is like Hitler, though, to me, I'll, I always hear people say, well, if God can't stop Hitler, God's not even par- powerful enough to stop a guy from being that bad. Yeah. He must yeah. not be real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, that's true. Hitler, all the bad people, all the bad in the world is what makes people, I think, more often not think of God. Like, I actually think good stuff like giving presents like teaching your kids hey let's give like we, we tried to do some stuff like that and you know give some stuff to homeless people or whatever like that actually at least gives you a glimpse of good as opposed to if, if you think your god isn't even strong enough to stop a man from killing people then See, you know why do you believe him that's so crazy like there's so many things that stump people as far as whether or not they believe in god and things are oh, i just can't believe in a god and I've struggled with all these things too. That's one that just never messes me up. And that's the bad stuff on this earth. Like to me, it's just like, wait a second. You can't say God is bad for letting bad stuff happen if there is eventually a solution. Like otherwise, we're putting a timeline on God, you know, saying, no, you got to fix this right now, where he's just like, I can yeah. fix it whenever I want to. But I don't know, man. There's definitely been some dark things that that i've experienced for sure spiritually well, that, that's what i was gonna got- say it, it's interesting we, we were talking about this because uh right before we got on to record this i was reading on the bad christian club page and if you yeah. haven't joined the bad christian club do so now i think it's still free right now you can join for like a month or something like that that's right it's a free month for anybody that wants to join the bc club you'll enter our facebook group group which is going really well and uh, we've got a really bunch good. of new people in there and it's it's fun so we've got hundreds of new people in the club in total and they're also getting a free uh, an additional episode from us each week where we just shoot yeah. the shit and do stuff like that and uh there's no credit card required or anything like that you can just go to badchristian.com and sign up if you've been thinking about it and i believe at the end of the month after your free month that you probably i'm figuring most people will stay I think we'll get 50-50 on it. But if you Toby, want to just come check no. it out, no no big deal. Toby, did you see on I don't uh I know you don't pay attention to Twitter as much that someone gave for Christmas four months in the BC Club? No way, like, that's awesome. They got a gift certificate saying BC Club for four months. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, do that for your friends. Uh anyway, so this is just one of the cool things. Like there's always great conversations going on there and there's tons of groups, subgroups in there now too. But I just saw this, thought it was really neat or a really good conversation. It says, uh, and I'll I'll give the guy that asked the question. I'll, I might leave out some of the names just to I don't know if anybody wants everybody hearing this. The club is exclusive, so but this is comes from Jason Eric Alcott, and he wrote, Does anyone here believe in or have experienced some weird, dark spiritual shit? And then a couple of people went on to say, uh, one young lady wrote one that was pretty convincing. A friend kept passing out, like having like, and he said every time he passed out, he he was like fighting these men, like demon like people, and they prayed over and prayed, and all this it kept happening and happening, and then eventually he had came to the conclusion that if he could, they would always stab him and hurt him, and if he could win in the fight every time he passed out, that he could uh, basically be free from it. And then they prayed over him really hard one time, and he said, "This is the first time I won." And he was kind of like free from it. And then some people saw like an 
they were a bunch of teenagers and they left this abandoned house. And when they turned around, they saw a lady standing on the porch and they all saw it, but were scared. And, you know, a few things like that. And it made, it reminded me that, uh, of a time where Matt Carter had a demonic experience. Oh, Joey, have you ever heard about this before? I actually no. do not even know what you're talking it's about. Really, it's really oh, crazy. I've told you the story well, before. Well, hold on. Let me, set, let me set this up, though. I mean, Matt Carter, nobody thinks of Matt spiritual, <laughs> <laughs> encountering spiritual stuff. But I thought it was really interesting. Right. So I'm Matt, quite qu- credible. Yeah. I'm quite credible in, in that. Yeah, realm. exactly. So, Matt, Matt I'm set, this was when the I think opposite I'll, of spiritual I'll, is credible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> not my point. Ske- being, a skept- being skeptical and dismissive of most things you hear. And not given to you know right. conspiracies and over spiritualized well, well, stuff. Then if it comes from me, it might you might should listen a little bit more. That's you might be right. It's okay. Well, the, it's well, okay. Well, the time the frame here, the Go time ahead. frame here is when I was in Seattle, I think, working at Mars Hill, and Matt was very heavily involved in volunteering, mm-hmm. doing music, all kinds of stuff, uh, do, doing some counseling, education, and stuff there, and everything. So, Matt, take it away, my friend. Tell us about the time where you. Had some kind of yeah, I'll tell, yeah, spiritual I, no, I'll tell you. I'll There's tell more you than once, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few things. I've, you know, people ask about it from time to time. I don't hype it. I don't like to overhype it or whatever, but I'll, I'll tell a story. But before I do that, uh, I do want to tell you about Blue Apron. Can I do that? Do you mind? Yeah, man. Oh, man. All, all of a sudden, nice. my tongue started mm-hmm. watering. The thing about Blue Apron is uh, it's... We've been, they've been a sponsor for a long time and they have continued to be our sponsor and are going to continue to do so. And that's because you guys like it. That's because you get your free trial. You get three free meals from them and then you like it. And so that's why Delicious they continue meal. to be our sponsor. They've been a very good one. And it's something that my family really likes very much. The Blue Apron's the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, they, uh, they do this by supporting more sustainable food systems, setting the highest standards for ingredients and building a community of home chefs. Uh, it's, has, it's good as far as their impact on the community. They have uh, partnerships with 150 local farms, fisheries, ranchers across the U.S. Seafood is sourced sustainably under standards uh, developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. The beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals, and the produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. So it can be delivered to 99% in the continental U.S. That's so cool. Uh, it's, it's great stuff. It builds strong family bond, too. I think that's a, a real thing. They've got that here in, in their points, but it's true. We'll sit down. You can have your kid, your wife. You can work together, follow the directions on the recipe, learn uh, some culinary arts, and do something together. So if you spend a lot on restaurants, then you're crazy not to do it. Um, you, you know, you Did can you see do this. Costco has them now? Really? Did no, I didn't, I didn't know yeah, that. But so you, cool. you can even, uh, it, for under $10 a person, you can have a delicious meal from them. Here's a couple upcoming meals. Spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage, uh, pork chops and garlic piccata uh, with scallion rice and spinach, mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas with, sour, with lime sour cream. So here's what you got to do. You can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash badchristian. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash badchristian. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay, so my, you know, foray into spiritual darkness is, is, is relatively short and a, pretty much a one-time thing. There's only been a couple of things where I've felt... Uh, dark or negative or bad side of spirituality. And for that matter, there's only been 
handful of really strong experiences I've had as a Christian engaged with Jesus and positive uh, stuff too. But I have experienced both. And as a skeptical person, I would rule out anything I could, the best I could, uh, first. So that's that's all I can tell you. So I, I I do feel that like I am a believer, of course. I am spiritual in general, but I don't. I'm not easily given to this or that spiritual experience. I try not to over spiritualize it. Man, I feel stuff sometimes in Sunday on church, or if I sing, or if something happens. You know, I have those things, but very few times has it been like a direct thing or or, or something I've seen or or had no explanation for. But this particular one um, is I was doing counseling at Mars Hill. I was doing redemption groups and I was just getting started doing that. Um, My wife and I had just decided that we were, uh, I think we just had been married a couple of years and had decided we were having going to have a kid and we were actively trying. Our church life, our spiritual life was going well. Our marriage was going well. And I was entering uh, something I took really seriously, which was counseling, redemption group leading, uh, and been through some training and stuff and was just now starting that. So I was pretty tuned into it and also was predisposed to feeling um, that maybe cliche thing even to some degree that Satan will attack you if you are really on to something. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you hear that a lot. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I felt like I was doing something that I was called to do that mattered, that was important, um, that was going to have a positive impact on people for Jesus. And so I, I, so that was kind of the stage being set there. So my wife and I went to Portland for our anniversary, sat down at dinner, had this really sincere talk about who, what we were doing, what our lives looked like, what we're doing spiritually. We're going to have this baby. Uh, you know, let's, let's, let's really, let's do this. I felt like we had all the ducks in the row. We went back to, yeah. we were staying in a, ni- a real nice hotel in Portland. So we went back there and had sex, tried to conceive. It was awesome. Um, and then went, you know, went to sleep there in, in the hotel. So, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and, uh, it's hard to explain these types of things, but this is, was my experience. It was, uh, I was laying kind of diagonal in the bed. And when I woke up, it was the thing you hear a lot, uh, which certainly sleep paralysis fits the bill a little bit. I'm aware of that. Uh, it's something, you know, you hear about where something's on your chest, or whatever, but particularly I woke up unable to move and my I was laying on my back and my heels both of my heels left and right foot and my legs were just were moving left to right in the bed so my I was moving in the bed my perception right. was was such do you want me to wait until after the story to ask questions or can I no, ask go ahead questions? ask questions so, fine. so at this point are you a hundred percent sure that you're awake like are you thinking oh I am awake right now and this is happening I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, from my point yeah. of view, I was awake. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, I woke up in bed and I'm like, oh crap, I can't move, but my body is moving. So I'm laying flat on my back and my wow. legs are, are, and, are, you know, making a small a radius across the foot of the bed. And just for all of our listeners, you were not smoking marijuana at nope. this time. No, nope, I was not. And, um, so, and of I couldn't move and I couldn't speak. And, uh, it was really scary and I, it felt all, you know, just dark, like scary. Like it was a very scary feeling and I could feel something. I mean, it sounds so stupid when you try to put the words to it. Cause then now I had to say, I felt a presence, which sounds stupid, but I felt a presence. And then I looked at over, over beside the table and TV over there in the thing. And I could kind of see a, a 
a figure, a dark uh, something in the room. I could see it. And I was, I knew what, it, I mean, I knew what it was at the time. I was like, okay, here we go. This is, I've heard stuff like this before. This is that. So maybe yeah. I was primed for it, but that, that was what I was experiencing. And I said, and so the first thing that popped in my head is, uh, I, I wanted to I have two things that popped in my head. I was simultaneously, I was trying to speak. And what I wanted to say was Jesus in the name of Jesus, something like that. And I also was very angry and was, uh, aggravated and I was trying to cuss the thing out. I was like, I was trying to make myself say, fuck you, get the fuck out of me. And that's what, and you know, I was trying to do those two things. That was my impulse. Fuck you I wanted to in the cuss name it out. of Jesus. Yeah, I, was, I felt good and confident. Like I know what this is. I know Jesus is real. I trust him. Um, it, this only, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I had a good grip on the situation, I wasn't scared it was something was going to kill me or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. Jesus is more powerful than this. Fuck you. Get out of here. That's what that, I was trying to say that kind of stuff to the deep. You didn't, you didn't think to say, Bridget. I, no, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't really utter anything, but no, I didn't. Right. I didn't think that way at all. And so then my legs stopped moving. And then it after a while, it it went away and I woke up and sat on the edge of the bed and was just shaking and, you know, really scared. I didn't wake Bridget up. Um, I went back to sleep and then two more times that night, basically that happened two more times after that. So I woke up the wake, laid back down and then twice more, not as extreme as that, but I woke up, was paralyzed, felt something, was unable to speak, whatever. But the first time Gee. I felt my body moving, you know, like, legs flat on the bed moving left to right but i don't know I, whatever so you know i got up i told bridget the next day i told her to, to, i was just tried to get a grip and see is that true or whatever thought about it for a while and then i told her the story on the way home on the drive back from portland um and she 100 percent believed it like she wasn't she was like oh shit she was kind of scared she, like, she was like she actually thought it was a demon and everything yeah i mean i, like, I, mean, I think yeah. she could tell like she didn't try to talk me out of it, is what i'm saying so if that right lends any credibility she's it, it, she just was like, uh, she totally bought that it was happening, maybe based on the way I was telling it, which was just based on the way that I experienced it. So yeah, certainly those things, the same as me getting saved and encountering Jesus in a positive way, I don't have any, if I, if I tell those stories, if I told the story about when I got saved before, well, that's just equally as silly and stupid to anybody other than me. So yeah, you were there, this happened, you got emotionally escalated because of the music and you felt this and you're in the church and this happened. Yeah. I, I, you know, all those things totally get it. So from a skeptical point of view, I would not suggest or even really ask anybody to believe me. Don't care. Not interested in trying to prove to you that that is true. I'm not even certain that it is either, by the way. I really like that. So there's a a real interest in, in, there's a percentage you think your mind just played a trick on you. Oh yeah. Totally, totally possible. Yeah. Well, how convinced are you? Would you say 90% that that was a legitimate spiritual experience? I'm a lot less convinced today than I was at the time, and maybe it's faded over time, but I would still would I still lean on the side of that that kind of shit can be real, but I would say mostly most of the time I don't believe it when I hear it. And I don't and I just here's all I can tell you. I don't even ask or expect anybody else to believe me. Not even interested in trying to make anybody believe me on that. I, I just don't have a better, I don't have a way for me to, to not believe it. I, I can't prove it even to myself, and I, I doubt it yeah. too, but also don't doubt it. And if I had to put money on it, it's, it's probably still, I still probably might put the money on that it, that it happened. 
So yeah, well, you, I say I think it actually probably happened. the The question would be, was it a demonic thing or was it just some physical sleep paralysis too, and too much to drink, or, sleep yeah, paralysis whatever. or whatever? Now, the one thing that got going in your favor, it happened, you said it happened three times that night. Yeah. So by the third time, you're like, damn it, here we go. God, yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. This, that's what I'm saying. Maybe I reversed oh, the order of that. I should have told it that way because that's actually probably more the way it happened. I thought the first time I was just trying to say the word Jesus and was terrified. Right, right, and By right. the ter- third time, I was like, you fucking demon. Get the fuck out of me. But I was unable to say the words <laughs> anyway. to get to sleep. I yeah. get up in that's three like, hours, motherfucker. Damn it. I'm just tired this time. Get the- <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I just think that it like what Toby's saying obviously is a possibility, but I think the very fact that you read the situation so specifically as demonic, it had to have been obvious. That's what it was because that's not where Matt's mind goes first. No, so right, that's that's right. why my first question was so important to me. It, how convinced are you that you're awake? And if you're pretty convinced you're awake, then I'm just saying there's no way your mind goes to demonic oppression so all right well i would like to put a little caveat to that joey that's why i started this this was a time where matt was the most connected spiritually Mm -hmm. i have ever seen him like matt was doing when when we were talking about counseling some of the counseling sessions he was involved in learning about counseling and they broke him down emotionally uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, things that matt hadn't realized about himself Good stuff. I mean, you know, you could go back and analyze that forever, but I'm just saying, I think Matt was at this time in his life the most connected spiritually he'd ever been, meaning there could have been a little bit of a, a seed planted in his mind yeah. of this mm-hmm. is spiritual as opposed. I mean, the, the next question is has it happened since? Did well, it ever happen again? You know, I've had sleep disturbances or what I would call obvious slight sleep paralysis and stuff since, but it didn't feel demonic. Well, I, I'm going to call again, bullshit on the you know. on, on the has it ever happened again? Just because I think that oftentimes God does a one and done. You're changed. I'm not doing it again. Such as Jacob, Moses. There's like big spiritual. Uh, but but Toby, I don't know if you're heading in this direction or not. But is there a correlation? Because that story sounds very similar to your lead pastor at the time. Right. So, A is was that real deal spiritual attacks of people that were in leadership at Mars Hill, or right. B were people anticipating those sorts of things because their lead pastor had told that story uh, as well, as far as those sorts of attacks. Well, so that, that's what I was going to say too. Uh, another thing that ended up happening that I heard from a ton of people at Mars Hill was Mark Driscoll said he was uh, just it was it adrenaline depleted mm-hmm. that he had gotten adrenaline depleted. He went to the doctor and he had just been doing too much and he couldn't, didn't have energy and his adrenal glands were depleted. And then strangely enough, all the, there was a bunch of other people that all of a sudden had adrenal problems yes. too. Yeah. So I just, I just want, that's what I'm saying. Like, and here's what sucks is I, Matt is the, uh, that's why I wanted to bring this up because Matt is the person that would, uh, you know, be non-biased here or, or whatever. But I wonder did any of that stuff lead you there? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, there's it, definitely it some suggestibility there. So what you're saying with Mark is, for instance, when you have a powerful leader in a system like that and it sets up those suggestible things and then all of a sudden, yeah, other people are following suit and I had that too. And, you know, that that's there. And I was yeah. in a very intense counseling environment where, I mean, here's what's weird about it is everybody has their own line of it, but I was dealing with people that were having spiritual problems 
and demonic stuff happening to them. And even within that, it in a very focused way, 50 to 80% of the time, I would not believe that I, I believe that they were misattributing what was going on. And then right. 20, 40% of the time I would say, I think this is legitimate, but again, that's just subjective on my part. And then there would be other leaders. Sometimes that would go, you know what? Like one time, like we, we, we were dealing with somebody one time and they were clearly having something where they were, they were hearing stuff and feeling stuff. And it usually that goes in line with just other stuff going on in their life. And it's not like, like what's wrong with it is when you make the problem, purely spiritual when clearly we're counseling somebody and there's something wrong with this person and it's a sin problem and it's a them problem and it's them working through stuff and their spirituality and and their behavior and 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 their whole life and so spiritual is a part of it but as soon as you give people the opportunity to take it spiritual now well it's not my fault it's not my wife's fault it's not what we're doing it's not this is like something crazy so it's wildly attractive to blame or and even as a leader or a uh, somebody else to just to let somebody th- that that's the devil getting you then that's where you're, that's why your kids are up all night and crying and screaming and it's also bad that's the devil attacking you Ver, you know that that's not necessarily the case or the most helpful way to look at it so especially at some points you'd have a leader say you know what is there anything yeah. weird in your house is there Ouija boards or if, if anybody goes to any territory oh, yeah. like that I'm like okay this is yeah. this is not this is not helpful regardless. And then somebody said, well, we found this toy that somebody brought back on vacation as a gift, but I think it was actually an idol from some other country. It was under their bed. And when they got rid of it, then the problems went away. That's, I I don't, I mean, I think that's bullshit that for the most part. And I I think it's very unhelpful for a person. So I don't rule out spiritual stuff at all, but I think it would only be helpful and useful in the, in the, in the broader context of what's going on with a person. It can't be an isolated thing it's just not isolated yeah. it just it is totally what i like uh, about you matt is that you're almost a hundred percent skeptical of anything you hear that uh, and obviously i'm exaggerating with what people have experienced spiritually and you're like i just assume everybody's going to be skeptical about me too and that's okay of course I think that's cool well i don't yeah. see any other way i don't believe i don't i mean i can't convince anybody to be a christian based on dude trust me real right that's all well, you're saying here, yeah well now here's what i want to do joey I'll, you're the pastor here and we all know if you haven't heard the episode where joey talks about it, where he saw a lawnmower ghost a ghost lawnmower man or whatever hey, you gotta believe backyard. god man but, gotta believe. but joey i want to i want to ask you if you are if you've ever experienced anything like that but before i hear about your dark spiritual experiences i want to tell you guys about a great experience i've been having with CISO. Ooh. now this is what this is what's really cool I love like uh, late night talk shows, right? But I'd never stay up for them. And I really enjoy not only, uh, you know, the comedy aspects of the late night shows and the bits and stuff like that. I really enjoy the the interviews with the guests. I like the whole thing of it. And I can never stay up and watch them. CISO has things like that. Like they have Jimmy Fallon. You can watch him on your time, on your schedule. They have all, every season of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And the best thing is, it's $3.99. Now, I, I I even have something a little bit better than that. Even better than $3.99 a month, which is nothing. I mean, that's a coffee. Like, it's not even a coffee at Starbucks. It's unbelievable. But what is really cool is right now, they can you listening, you folks listening right now, can get two free months of CISO with absolutely no obligation or risk. You have nothing Damn. to lose for two months. 
it's really cool. Now, now what the way they do it is, we'll give you the promo code here in a minute. But when you when you sign up with CISO, you fill in your promo code and you're going to get two free months. I love it. Right now, really cool. I'm a huge fan of the Joe Rogan show, and he always has the comedian Joey Diaz on there. And Joey Diaz put his newest uh, stand up uh, special on CISO. That's the only place you can watch it. I was like, Dang. this is so cool. It's just it's just really fun. So let me tell you, CISO is spelled S. E-E-S-O, and it's an ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious shows, hilarious comedy, and original series. They have a, what's really neat, there's a, several really good shows, but one I've been watching, they have some animated series on there too called Harmon Quest. It's really funny. I mean, I just love being able to watch comedy on, on my own watch. That That is a huge mm-hmm. selling point for me. So let me tell you guys, right now, our listeners can try CISO for free for two months when you use promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout, shows you can't get anywhere else from clear, critically acclaimed original series like Take My Wife and Harmon Quest, which I've been watching, to all the way to 40 years of Saturday Night Live. So just go to seeso.com right now to sign up for two months awesome. free with yeah. promo code BADCHRISTIAN at checkout. Yep. That's CISO.com promo code BADCHRISTIAN. That's the only kind of paralysis I've had lately is just, you know, uh, a little bit of weed and a little CISO paralyzed on the yeah. couch for an hour and a half. <laughs> no, it's, it's so, so good. That's the- I, love, I actually do love that. I, I watch CISO all the time. So anyway, back to our, our discussion here, Joey. Have you ever had a spiritual dark experience? Tales from oh, the dark or, side. Now, Joey, you well, might have had positive ones, too. I don't know. Yeah. Well, honestly, if if... If I was a betting man, I would bet that there were two situations in my childhood that Satan was trying to really, really mess me up in the head. I remember one time uh, I was sleeping on my parents' floor, and I really felt like a spiritual presence right outside their window. Uh, like looking back on it, what does that I'm mean? Like, spiritual presence? Like, what do you think? Like, there you just felt uh, like just an evil entity, an evil entity. So, that, so it was. It wasn't a a sense though, like a, a smell or a sight, or it was like a feeling like a, a sixth sense or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. But it's just, it's, it's too hard for me to assess. So I'm totally down with being like 50, 50, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But if I had to guess, I'd guess, you know, when I go to heaven, I can kind of ask around, ask God or whatever. He'd be like, yeah, there was, there's some spiritual stuff going on. So I've had a few really dark things, but as very recently, uh, when I left Seattle and I was at the airport, I was sitting there probably for about an hour, and I just felt God's presence in the most tangible way that I've felt in, I would say, a good two years. And it almost seemed to have been God's way of, of all right, so we use the word deconstruction all the time, but I would say that not only have I been deconstructing, I, I've also had very little to hold on to. Like I don't, I don't feel like I have ever stopped believing in Jesus, but there just seemed to be very little solid ground that I was standing on. Yeah. Where I feel like the deconstructing is going to continue, but it's with a a very firm footing. Like I just felt the presence of God. Where like, are you on the from, plane? From nowhere. Like no, I was sitting in the in the um, airport, so waiting for the plane. And I would say the I I can't really describe uh, other than like it was a really good feeling to to feel like God was interacting with with me, and I, it just felt like everything else was. Yeah shut out in a pretty profound way. But here's here's the biggest thing is 
from that point on, there's been so many things, so many bad habits that have been really easy uh, to knock out. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's just like I can make way better decisions. It's almost like I'm living a better life, but it's not in any sort of forced, coerced, legalistic way. It's just, <laughs> it sounds silly, but it's just like I I connected with God a little bit, so I'm better off for it. Um, I don't feel like my, I don't have the sort of desperate doubts that I used to have. Like, I, j- I just feel like, I feel like I'm in a very solid place. I think you guys now, um, did, now, did you seek this or this just you're sitting no, there trying to eat your I did not w- seek it. Wendy's I was not or praying. something? I was not praying. I wasn't doing anything. Can you try just, to put into uh, tangible terms the experience you're having, though, other than I felt a presence? I mean, I mean, with five, with your five senses, which what else do you have? What did you experience specifically? Was it joy? Was it understanding? OK, peace? so so this is this is one of those things that you guys, I guess, will have to. Um, it'll, it'll be on the same grounds as Matt saying, you know, I don't, I don't care if anybody believes me or not, but I felt compelled to go on my notebook app. Like I felt like God's presence was so strong and he was trying to communicate stuff to me. So I felt so sure of it and so compelled that I went on my notebook app and I started writing stuff down, uh, to the point where reflecting back on it, uh, like I've, I've revisited the stuff that I wrote down. And it's stuff that makes complete sense based on a lot of the doubts that I've had in the past, based on things that I've thought that God has told me years and years ago. And it was almost like, this is where he confirms it all. And it's like, go about your business and know that I'm here, that I'm true, that the times that you have thought that I've been communicating to you, I have been. Um, But obviously... Someone could easily say, no, you were thinking. Okay, so you use the language a lot of God told you. I've heard you say that a lot. Yes. You you told us before that God told you the Packers were going to win the Super Bowl. Yes. So how did he tell you that? That, Is that a feeling? How how does the information of they win the Super Bowl get into your head from God? Right. It's (laughs) it's a uh, it's it's a feeling. (laughs) It's. It's a feeling that I've kind of, it's a feeling that I've learned over the years. Uh, there's been times where I've been like, ooh, I think God's telling me something. And it's like, nope, it doesn't feel anything like the other times where uh-huh. he really was. So let's take the Packer situation. For people that don't know, Joey refused to tell anybody. He did not tell us, but he says that weeks was so before, embarrassing. weeks before the Packers won the Super Bowl, God told him that they would win the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So here and and here's people be like, why in the hell would God tell you that? I really felt when the Packers won the Super Bowl, <laughs> it was almost like a loving father rubbing his hand over my head, saying like, "Hey, that was that was just us." And I did tell you, and here's here's why. Like, um, it was just like a. I, even describe no, it's all right. I think it makes so kind silly. of sense. I'll, I'll try and make okay. a point about it in a minute. So, so here, here's the thing. I have never felt this way about any sort of sporting event. Like, so <laughs> there has <laughs> there even is his a, own marriage, man. There, is, God didn't even tell him for sure about his marriage. No, no, no. Actually, actually, with uh, I've I've got another supernatural story when it comes to yeah, I remember um, that one. Priscilla and I getting together. But it was just such a unique thing. And and the, the thing is, is during the process, like I felt I felt after after the first round of the playoffs, 
I was like, God, you are freaking telling me this. And I was like, I don't know why you're doing this. Why would you take the time to tell me that the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl? Like, why are you doing this? Like, it almost felt like, please leave me alone. I don't even know why you're bothering me with this. But then when they went to play Atlanta and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Atlanta had the most dominating home field advantage. I mean, yeah, they were just right. unstoppable at home. And Green Bay went in there and just destroyed them. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I, there's there from that point on, it was like I almost had zero doubt that they were going to beat the Bears in the NFC Championship. And then in the Super Bowl, there's a lot of Steelers talking trash and stuff. And I was thinking to myself, I know that Green Bay is going to win. And and the thing is, is I was so embarrassed to open up about it. Even I, I could not wait to tell my wife. And I know it sounds silly that I couldn't tell my wife beforehand. It was just so embarrassing, even her. But when they won, I was like, Priscilla. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> and and here's the thing is I I still believe it. Like I truly believe that he told me and because I just felt such a warm fuzzy spiritually between God and I after it happened because it was just like I care about the things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the Packers, and this is something that I wanted to do for you just for the hell of it. And now I, I would say that there'd be major problems and even a higher sense of skepticism that people should have, even though I, I, you're welcome to have as much skepticism and, and probably you should. But if I was having these feelings every single time and then after a team wins, I was like, I, told, I knew that was going to happen. God told me. But that's the only time that that's ever happened. Only time. Now that that's really interesting. Uh, uh, here's what I want to say. I'm going to do the uh, deal or no deal. I'll ask my question when we come back from this next ad. Oh, Howie! <laughs> all right, I have a Christmas present for you all. A huge, huge Christmas sale is happening now across all the Tooth & Nail label stores through the end of the year. All digital albums are $5. Everything else is 25% off through the end of this year. That includes a huge amount of great bands, August Burns Red, Demon Hunter, Norma Jean, Copeland, Amberlin, Fit for a King, Silent Planet, Citizens and Saints, King's Kaleidoscope, Wolves at the Gate, Hearts Like Lions, Artifacts Pareo, Civilian, and many, many more. Head to any of the label stores for Tooth & Nail, Solid State, Gospel Song, or BEC to see what all is available. To give you an idea, most vinyl is $13. Most t-shirts are $11. It won't be cheaper than it is now. So go pick up some of your favorite stuff and try out some bands you've never listened to for cheap. A ton of stuff is available, so go check them out on solidstate.merchnow.com, toothandnailrecords.merchnow.com, gospelsong.merchnow.com, and you guessed it, bec.merchnow.com. Tooth and Nail wants to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, and thanks you so much for listening to all their bands, and more great music will be coming in 2017. All right. Uh, what I was going to say, Joy, about your uh, thing was, which one? Yeah, about the Packers. Okay. You must have not totally believed it, or you would have just told people. Or, or some, pe- some people would say, why didn't you go bet $10,000? Yeah, 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 yeah. You no, know no, what no, I mean? That's true. Why no, didn't I... you bet? You, okay, but here, you were probably dealing with some OCDs. OCD is probably what I'm guessing. So you probably felt like if you told somebody or bet on it, you'd jinx it. But, but here's two things. First of all, I think that is 
exactly what faith is. I don't have a problem with saying, I don't know if Jesus is Lord and if I'm going to go to heaven because now I believe with all my heart, but there is a hint of what if I'm wrong? And so I, I would say in regards to that is I don't, <laughs> I don't think that there's ever a time where we can be absolutely sure. I just, so, so now, mm-hmm. but here's what I would say. If I had that feeling again, exactly how I had it with the Packers, I probably would tell you guys, hey, I guarantee a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask you. You don't think there's any chance of uh, Clemson Tigers winning their next couple of games? You got any word? Right. I, I feel hopeful, but just, just from a sports perspective. Well, if you get any confirming word, then let me know. But here's what I think. I'll let you know. Here's uh, what I would suggest about the stuff, the story I told and what you're telling. And, and let me say this before you say that. Yeah. I don't even care if I'm yeah. wrong. No, I like, know. Like, if God sir, didn't tell me about the Packers, I don't care. to be said for, I mean, you've had uh, thoughts about a team ought to win before. You don't always, uh, you've you've thought the Packers are in good shape, and I hope they win a million times. Yep. And for Clemson and going into the Carolina game, what's going to happen? You've had strong thoughts based on evidence and feelings and hope before. It doesn't typically become spiritual. I've had what I would call sleep paralysis before. It's typically not something that I spiritualize. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've been happy before yeah. or emotionally moved by a movie or a song before. I don't get, you know, that doesn't equal uh, getting saved or, or having a moment, a direct moment with God, but sometimes it does. And perhaps the very fact that it escapes your five senses and then starts to sound like goofy language is, uh, I mean, it's a way to weasel out of it right. if you were trying to be manipulative or over-spiritualizing. Yeah. But on the other hand, it would kind of make sense that it's hard to put in five cents talk and you have to say things like presence and feel and fuzzy yeah. or whatever. If spirituality is real, right. it almost that's the way it would have to work. Now, of course, we're clouded with yeah. 999,099 right. bullshit versions. So, eh, you know, what are you going to do? But it's only the kind of thing that can be personally confirmed to right. you. I feel similar yeah. about the scriptures themselves. I can't make every defense for how they're perfect or why they are anything like that. But I can, I do feel like they confirm themselves to me. Yeah. That's about all I can say. I feel like often yeah. or all the time yeah. or sometimes or in yeah. a general way, the spirituals, the, the scriptures and spiritual stuff simply confirms something to me. And that's, that's all I say. It's, 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 yeah. it's subjective yeah. and it's private and it's direct. Yeah. No, that and makes sense. that's how it works. It's almost like scientifically, right. you can't get away with this and Christians you shouldn't expect to get away with saying oh I believe the Bible's true mm-hmm, because it right. says it's true that's just worthless it's that's a worthless philosophy but if our faith is something that matches no, to that person that yeah. makes right. sense what, what, you mean your parents house or your house that that um Toby you made me hmm. swear not to ever tell anybody this um but you spent the night at my house yeah. one time and you said you had a major spiritual experience. Do you even remember that? And no, are, I if, don't. <laughs> are you what, serious? You in your parents' house or your house? No, no. My first house ever. Uh, hmm. The one that Priscilla and I bought in 02. Basically, I, I'll, I'll be I'll be pretty generic. Yeah. Uh, but but you you were struggling with some major sinful thoughts, and they were overwhelming overwhelmingly disgusting and vile and vulgar and you felt like they weren't coming from you and then you saw a vision wow you don't remember that i actually don't remember that at all <laughs> yeah you so it definitely didn't make an impact but yeah you you told me about it and i was blown away i was like what? oh my gosh and you said please don't tell anybody i said weird that. i don't remember that at all i i yeah. can 
So I can, can I tell can I tell you exactly what you saw then? Sure. Yeah. You don't remember? All right. So basically you said that you had very disgusting sexual thoughts with girls. I think very violent and all that stuff. You're like, Lord, I, I don't like these thoughts. I don't know where they're coming from. And I think you started to pray and you <laughs> you saw an evil presence <laughs> in the guest room. It was like a dark, evil presence. Yeah. And then you saw the shadow profile of like a angel with a big battle axe rise up over the evil presence and just come down. And then the, pre- the then the evil presence was gone. And no, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were, you even like in your emotions, you're like, dude, your, your house is good to go, man. Like there's an <laughs> angel that came and protected me. <laughs> I think I do remember that now that you say that. But, yes. I but remember you definitely, you acknowledge that you could have been halfway asleep. Right, yeah. Like it wasn't like this. Oh, I promise I saw this or anything. Like yeah. That. Well, the thing that now that you say that totally, I do remember that. Uh, I've had a couple of things like there, I've had a few very strange dreams. Like I had one dream where I was in a church and, uh, like it was a giant demon I was fighting and then a, a, a white like crystal cross sword came down and destroyed the, the demon. I know that doesn't sound that crazy. I've had several dreams. Like I had one dream where uh, you remember in my um, uh, at Richardson in our dormitory, I can remember waking up in the middle of the night and it's when my friend Larry was there or whatever. And I, part of it might've been his snoring. I, have, I don't know if I told that story, but he's the worst snore in the world. But I can remember uh, just a voice saying, uh, you are gay. You are gay. You are, you are gay, gay, gay. And it just, it literally kept saying that. You see y'all are laughing. At the time it was unbelievable though. At the time I was like, like what in the like hell is gay, happening? Like gay as in homosexual yes, or gay yes. as in like stupid? Not, no, no, not no, just the general insult, Joey. No, the sexuality. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for clarifying that, Joey. You're so gay. Pastor Joey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, just gay as in gay, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was a weird thing where it happened, and I was like, "What is?" This? It felt like. And here's the thing: it felt just oppressive. It was like it was, it was, it was actually uh, to hurtful or whatever. It wasn't like me going, "Hey, maybe I'm gay." It wasn't anything like that. It was actually like you. It was, it was saying all all these things. And I was like, "What in the world is happening?" And I just said, "I just, I actually started crying in my bed." And I was like, "No." I, I, what are these thoughts? What, what is this condemnation, this dark feeling, all this stuff? And it went away. And then, yeah, now that you say that, I remember. And what's funny that you, I would not have remembered if you didn't tell me that it is, I did remember seeing something in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so yeah. crazy is it's those stories are yeah. always in the corner. I don't know if I want that's, that's what makes me doubt it sometimes. It's like, why is it always in the corner? Or what I know some people would say, no, is that the foot of my bed or whatever? But I mean, a lot of stories are in the corner. But I now that you say that, I do remember that. It was like hateful, awful thoughts where it was just really bad. Like I, I was like the worst guy in the world. I think it was like even uh, crazy, just murder, rape, all kinds of stuff. And I was like, this is awful. It was just just the worst feelings in the world. And then, yeah, it was, it was like prayer and relief. Now, the interesting thing about this is oftentimes prayer really does work. Isn't that crazy? Like even if that's just a mental trick or something like that, isn't it crazy that like you go, God? Yep. Please help me. I can't do this. And I was relieved. I was I was free yeah. from that. But anyway, this has been a great let's, conversation. Yeah, yeah, Can we let, do a, yeah, a, let's a do new that. story or something? Go one more lap here with this. I'm gonna give a counter story. I'm gonna give one All counter right. story just so to let people off the hook and let them know that I don't think I'm crazy, and then I'll come back one more time. But one time we were in a hotel right. room and Toby, you may remember this, but I jumped up out of bed. Dave was in my bed and you y'all were in some in another hotel bed because this really big spider crawled across me and up the headboard. And I 
jumped out of bed, turned the light on, told Dave, get up, get up, get up, because that spider was going right at him. Um, yes. I don't think there was a spider, and y'all certainly didn't. I was convinced that there was a spider, because I have spider dreams too. Right. Um, we couldn't find one, and y'all did. Y'all were kind of smirking, didn't really believe me that there was one. I was like, no, seriously, it was just here. It climbed up here. It was going over there where Dave was, and I tried to, I woke up, popped out of bed, and got Dave out of the bed quick, like an emergency, because it was, it was big. I mean, it was, yeah. It was a big spider, and it was scary. And I, at this time, I don't think that spider exists. <laughs> I don't think that was real. Yeah, now that I think, the, have you ever experienced that spider again in recent years? <laughs> but, but on the other hand, I'm just going to say, if you had to put it into actual terms, this might make a little bit of sense. I'm not. I don't even want to be over spiritual at all, or even sound goofy here. I operate most of the time as as a, a materialist i don't i am a spiritual person i do believe there are there's a spiritual realm but i can't i'm not sure but if there is that explains some things that's that's all i'm saying but yeah, yeah. day in and day out i have no problem operating as a a, a materialist i i think the, that those interactions are at at most cuz i'm not big on Every, yeah, I don't know. I, I do believe there's some miracles and some interfacing of the spiritual with the human. But even if it is, I think it's largely personal and subjective. And I don't think it's widespread. Yeah. And I think you're pretty safe to operate in the materialist realm most of the time, which is kind of an anti-Christian yeah. philosophy. I just found it. I just find it typically very useful and practical. And it helps me yeah, understand yeah. that that spider didn't exist. So does the demon exist in the corner? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I am. I, tw- I would say at least two to four times a month, Jess sits up in bed and goes, "What is right. that? What is that on the ceiling?" There's a. There's. She'll say it's an orange, <laughs> an orange spider or a gray spider. She usually has a color for some Weird. reason, but and she swears it's real. And I'll go. <laughs> I, was, I was. I'm always so like. Two nights ago, she got up, looked around, and and it kind of yeah. freaks you out when when somebody's not totally oh, yeah. themselves. Like that's why this is strange because my wife is in a weird state. Like she is not fully Jess at that moment. She's doing things that she wouldn't do in our mm-hmm. reality. And it's like she she got she'll like she goes, I gotta go get the kids. Uh, the kids aren't inside. Like she always it's it's usually like some kind of worry or fear she has. And so uh she'll and then that's when I'll yell at her. Get back to bed. You've been asleep for an hour. The kids are asleep. You're not going to wake them up. You're not going <laughs> to. And then she looks at me like, why am I so mad? And I'm just trying to keep our kids asleep. But anyway. All right, Matt, let's move on. Kick the music to the to the best part of the show. In a world where Satan will do anything he can to stop the truth from coming out. Not on my watch, Satan. Not on my watch. Go ahead and cut Satan out, man. Please don't cuss visit me tonight in my sleep or Matt. Or in <laughs> Jesus' name, we ask Joey, Matt, and Toby are safe from any demonic stuff tonight. All right, cool. Well, my, my house has angels with battle axes. Yeah, you're all good. <laughs> your old house. Your old house, dude, not the new one. <laughs> I can't. I cannot say anything about your new one. I've been there. It's I'm worried about place, you, buddy. my friend. Um, yeah, <laughs> your house is a dark place. It just is. <laughs> Did you really think a demon visited me and just did like half, like just half insults? Just through, he was just hurling half insults at me, Joey. Like, <laughs> you're gay. You're dumb. You can ah, lose a few no, pounds. <laughs> no, hey, I didn't. I didn't. All right. 
I thought this was interesting. We talked about this a while back, and we got it confused with R.C. Sproul Sr., but this comes from the Christian Post. R.C. Sproul Jr. resigned from Legionnaire Legionnaire Ministries after a felonious DUI arrest with a minor. This is just recently? Goodness gracious. So there was the Ashley Madison thing, and now this. I didn't hear that. Yeah, this is from December, December 16th. Just over a week before he resigned from Le- Legionnaire. Ligonier. Some people say Ligonier. Je- I don't know. Li- Ligonier. I'm not exactly because Jess and I have given money to this. It's, it's actually a pretty cool organization. They have a lot of really qual- like R.C. Sproul is awesome. The senior. <laughs> the, the son may, is yet your to be money, known. Your money awesome bought him a bottle of Jack Daniels. It, it might have, really. <laughs> Seriously. But we've gotten some materials from them that are great. I, I highly recommend it. I think it's great. I, I, I say go there for sure. Um, but just over a week before he resigned for personal reasons, R.G. Sproul Jr., whose father is Robert Charles Sproul, founded the te- who, who ta- founded the Teach Fellowship Ministry, was arrested uh, in Indiana for driving under the influence with a minor in his vehicle. A summary of the charges against Sproul provided by the Indiana court shows that he was charged on four counts. And this is back at the end of November. Sproul yeah. was charged with a class at two class A misdemeanors operating a vehicle with alcohol concentration equivalent to 0.15 or more. Now, what's 0.08? Is that yep. usually the yep. limit, right? So this is close actually to pretty drunk, the legal right? Limit, one, yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's not. Although just a, I don't think 0.08 is that crazy. I mean, certainly I've driven and you've driven right. over point. I've probably driven yes. a tour bus okay. full of all my friends over 0.08 before, but not exactly <laughs> sure. I don't have a breathalyzer, but probably oh, not. Mean, probably not. But you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or <laughs> under Indiana, Indiana law, both charges attract up to 365 days in jail and probation for a year and suspension of the driver's license for up to two years. He was also charged with two felonies for operating a vehicle while intoxicated or under the influence of a controlled substance with a passenger younger than 18 which attracts a penalty of six months. He's, in addition, he was slapped with a felony charge of neglect of a dependent in a way that the dependent was endangered. Um, they tried to interview him, and there's some hearings coming up. Uh, and, but they released a statement uh, that said, Last Friday, the Board of Directors of Legionnaire Ministries and Reformation Bible College received and affirmed the resignation of Dr. R.C. Sproul, Jr., I'm assuming they probably let him resign as, as opposed to fire him. They were going to have to do that. They said they was, they support the Sproul family and give thanks for many edifying contributions. This guy's smart. He's done a lot, too, for them. But um, in August 2014, in a moment of weakness and pain, he says, from an unhealthy curiosity, he visited AshleyMadison.com. And uh, it said he never ended up doing anything with that, but obviously that was bad. So there's some screwed up things going on with this guy. Now, he, here's the interesting parts for, for me. One, your dad is like an amazing pastor and theologian, and you are too. Like he's he's done a lot. Like he's a he's an author. He's he's done a ton of stuff for Ligonier Ministries. Well known, obviously, his dad's super famous. But I mean, he just couldn't get it together. He was he would meet he back in 2014 was doing some sexual stuff that he kind of got caught for. Who knows how far that actually went? And then obviously it wasn't addressed, and it seems like they kind of swept it under the the rug. And now he's drinking and driving with yeah. his kid. Yeah, and so it, it yeah. only got well, worse. Like it's it, a lot of ways you can look at it, and I mean, you got to. There's some way, at least, that you've got to. I mean, you could you could look at it and say the things that he did, if they were the worst two things he ever did, aren't that crazy. He just got caught twice. Now, statistically, yeah. that doesn't really line up. So, for criminals, for instance, if you catch somebody dealing drugs or doing a, a burglary, yeah. um, 
That's most likely, I mean, very unlikely that that's the only time they've done that crime. And so sometimes sentencing and stuff in the the legal system kind of takes that into account. It's it's not likely that he once visited a bad website, and that is the extent of his uh, sexual sin in his life. It is possible, however, in which case it's pretty awful to be judged for your whole life because you went to a website, right? Because have you been to a website? before that you shouldn't yes have you drank too much before or even drank and drove in some way i don't know what point i think point one one point point one five is pretty significant um that is certainly a huge huge bad decision for sure but it's possible that he's only made two bad decisions in his life and one time there was a email hack and the other time a cop uh, happened to pull up behind him and he had a broken taillight that's possible but surely that doesn't seem like the likely scenario here it seems like you know, yep. especially with the DUI thing, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty suspect. It's bad decision-making at least. But you, it's hard to say exactly how messed up the guy is, but, you know. Yeah. Now let me throw in one other thing. His wife died back in 2011. Yeah. Well, that that would increase my bad he, decision-making. He is the father yeah. of eight and grandfather of one. So isn't that crazy? Like, it's just, I, I mean, yes, obviously there's a lot of tough stuff. That That's where we have to be careful, I guess. It, it, Stuff is going on. The, the issue, I'm not, my issue is not that he sinned. Everybody does, or he does something bad. The issue I still have is, like, you can't address yeah. anything. I think he must have went to Ashley Madison, and it was super embarrassing, but they just kind of like, let's get past it, let's get past it. And then he, he obviously, he's drinking and driving because he hasn't faced the real issue, the yeah. real problems No, in his yeah, life. that's true. And so that's what's so tough. The big problem is that what you just described that he did should be seen in the same way that if, someone that goes to the church down the street did like it, it's it's because of how we have placed yes. pastors and where we have them in it's our mind who he is that, that makes, makes this significant yeah this is yeah it's it's why we're talking right. about it right now like if there was someone that was doing this at our our church and i was telling you guys this y'all There's be a like guy in indiana who got dui this and went is... to a website before oh <laughs> exactly you'd be like who the hell cares i mean yes. is it because of who yeah. he is and his totally. position and I, that's the question that we really need to get to is is does the position contribute or cause the the this type of behavior and what lies beneath it or is it just we have such zero tolerance for what we call you know, hypocrisy that we just can't have this. Like, that, what is really going on yeah. here? Is it is it we cry wolf at hypocrisy when somebody's a pastor? That's something to consider. Like, maybe it's like, yeah, so right. what? I mean, that's not great. But we've set we've yeah. set we've put the position of pastor or professional, this person or that theologian in some regard that that is either unhealthy and causes the problem, or we just look at it wrong. One of the two, or right. yeah. This guy really does have some major underlying problems, which is likely, I would say, and understandable maybe even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he said he was on the site for a minute, and he felt a demonic presence, mm-hmm. and he left. So just kidding. Uh, okay, <laughs> one, one last story. This comes from Roving Reporter, our own Matt Buchanan. Buchanan, sorry about that. And uh, this comes from the BBC News, I believe. Vesna Vulovic, stewardess who survived 33,000-foot no fall, dies. She died. Uh, after surviving that, and that's what's crazy. 2016 has been wild, man. I, I hope we all live through it. I mean, we only got what, about a week. You got left the or Carrie less, Fisher story. Just, that's just fresh news. It's just yeah. we just found that out as we're taping. Yep. yep. Not that you have to read the yep. story, she but passed, yep. she just passed. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, she she passed. I mean, George Michael mm-hmm. out of nowhere passed. I, I mean, know, it's just really crazy. crazy. I thought this one was crazy though. Matt Buchanan sent it in. Um, let's see, Vanessa. V- 
Bulovic, an air stewardess who survived the highest fall ever by a human being after her plane broke up at 33,000 feet, has died now at age when 66. When was the crash? When was the uh, fall? State, okay. I'll, I'll tell you. State TV in Bulovic's home country of Serbia said she was found dead in her apartment in Belgrade. The cause of death was not immediately known. Bulovic was working on a Yugoslav Airlines Douglas DC-9 on uh, 20, January 26, 1972, when a suspected bomb brought the plane down among mountains in Czechoslovakia. All 27 other passengers and crew died. According to the investigators, Bulyovic was uh, trapped by a food cart in the plane's tail section as it plummeted to earth in freezing temperatures. The tail landed in a heavily wooded and snow-blanketed part of the oh mountainside, which was thought to have cushioned the impact. Uh, Volyovic was rescu- rescued by Bruno Honk, a woodsman, who heard her screaming in the dark while the debris Holy came down crap. around them. It was suspected that the bomb planted inside the jet just during a stopover in Copenhagen, Denmark, but nothing was ever proven and arrests were never made. And uh, After arriving in the hospital, Volyovic fell into a coma for 10 days. She had a fractured skull, two crushed vertebrae, and had broken her pelvis, several ribs, and both legs. She was completely broken, and but she survived that. And now they just found her in her apartment and she had passed away. It doesn't actually say why. Uh, she was fired from her job in 1990. And well, wait a minute. She was said. fired she was, from she was her job found. as flight attendant later? Yeah. She went back in a damn airplane <laughs> she was, after that? Yep. She was oh fired from God. her job at, a, at the airline in 1990 That's after ridiculous. taking part in protests against President Slobodan. That's Milosev- horrible. Milosevic. Milosevic. So, so they. But she avoided arrest. That's, Milosevic. that's, that's yes, bad on two levels. First of all, she should have never gotten that. She should not. She should have quit, first of all. Yeah. And secondly, if she did want to work in an airplane, she should be unfireable. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was crazy. She was temporarily paralyzed from waist down, but recovered. And it's just, she returned to work. Uh, for the airline in a desk mm-hmm. job. She ne- <laughs> Okay. There so I don't go. know if she ever there flew again. But well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just thought it's crazy. Like it even took her. I mean, she, can you imagine? Uh, that's my, the thing I've always been uh, the f- fearful of. You're that high up and that's when, you know, from 30,000 feet, oh, something bad's happening. It's terrible. I, mean, I just can't imagine. I guess it must have been the mountain was high enough to where she hit the mountain and started sliding and just, I mean, although she was broken, I mean, they had to pull her off the side of a mountain. Crazy! It's just insane. I mean, it's just. I mean, I, how did she not catch on fire? Or any, I mean, it's just crazy. Well, and then twenty, and then all of that twenty sixteen killed her. So <laughs> she couldn't make it past twenty sixteen. The, uh, the I mean, good her injury list is is quite significant there. But this is this is almost a related news story and something we should do on the podcast in the future. But I saw last week Dallas Taylor from Maylene the, the his injury list from his. Uh, ATV accident, and it is for sure worse oh, really? than that lady that fell out of the plane. Yeah, I see no if I can way. read some of it here. Um, this is Dallas Taylor, singer of Son- Maylene's Sons of Disaster, who we know pretty well and should have on the show. Maybe first, first singer, maybe at some under point a- we talk. So maybe yeah, we can talk to yeah. somebody that knows him because I don't even. I don't think he's ready to even do anything. Anyway, he had a four wheeler accident, broke every bone in his face, cracked his skull. Uh, brain injury, bleeding on the brains, face came apart from, my, I'm reading some of this from his words, face face came apart from my skull in two places, uh, fully blocked carotid artery, broke his arm really bad and has plates in it, ripped his left ear down to the canal, the other ear has blood behind it, um, so he can't hear well, he have, has blood on his lungs and lung atrophy from the ventilator and tracheotomy, 
Uh, it broke his upper and lower jaw, had it wired shut, had a trauma stroke, can't feel the right side of his face. Uh, his teeth don't come together there uh, because of weak muscles. He can't track left or right in his right eye and can't produce tears in his eyes anymore. Can't feel his other eye Dang. and doesn't know when to blink. Uh, extreme vision is extremely blurry and lost vision in his left eye for good. Uh, in a nutshell, yeah, that's what happened. So worse on an ATV God, than falling airs. out of an airplane, I would say. That that list to me is the most significant um, injury list I've ever heard, really. I mean, insane. I mean, uh, so, I mean, I guess he's kind of a badass. 2016 right. didn't kill him, but I mean, it came as about as close as you can. Now, one last thing on that. How hardcore is it that you can't? Act, he actually can't cry anymore. That's unbelievable. Like I, I, that does work for being yeah. in a hardcore band. It could be right. It's a good <laughs> song. It does. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, you're screwed if you're yeah. an emo singer. Yeah, I mean, totally he, screwed. Yeah, but he chose right. I mean, if he gets back up on stage, he can literally, honestly, say, "I'll never and, cry again." And it, or you know, that's so. Tough. Yeah, I'm. We're glad to hear we're, from him, and I hope it's all right to share. I mean, he put this on Facebook, and I haven't talked to him, but yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, we toured yeah, with them a lot. Good luck to, to uh, Dallas and keep him in your prayers and thoughts. He's you know that sounds like a very long road ahead. Like and some things won't get better. That's just that's unbelievable. Yeah, prayers are with you, Dallas. All right, that's the damn news. All right, okay. That's the damn well, news. Let me tell y'all a few things going on, everybody. We have a Emory acoustic right. shows coming up. We're going to the southeast in Florida. Um Hell yeah. in January. And so I don't have the dates on that exactly, but go to badchristian.com and click on it. And we're going to be Florida and South Carolina, uh, that area in January, doing acoustic shows with Devin. I think Dave will be there. Uh, don't forget to check out bc.supply. That's our some clothing and high-quality goods that we're making over there. Devin's album, uh, right now, it's still up for pre-order, but let me tell you something special you may not know. If you pre-order the album now, we're going to send you the whole thing digitally to listen to. So it's almost like it's awesome. out in a way t to you yeah. who pre-order. Uh, let's say you're going to get a vinyl or a CD. We, you go, we're going to go ahead and give you the digital file uh, right away because we can do whatever we want to. We're not worried about leaks. We're not worried about record labels and people. We can do whatever we want to do. Devin wants to give his album away to anybody who's pre-ordered it. So feel free to go ahead and enjoy the whole thing. Um, we put up a, if you're still listening to Christmas music, we put up a Christmas art performances from the uh christmas party you can go to you can get all the stuff at badchristian.com joey's book is out it is awesome check it out buy a physical copy of that and read it put it on your toilet put it in your coffee table it's very cool yeah. to see a book from my friend in physical yeah. form listen to the audio book the did. audio book and book. again we have the you can join the bc club right now for free all you can figure all this stuff out at badchristian.com hope everybody had a merry christmas Go Clemson. I'm going to tell you one more thing I want to do. This is probably not going to happen, but here's my vision for the rest of the year and going into next year. Hallelujah, um, Matt. Amen. I'm feeling the spirit right now. <laughs> okay, so Clemson, this is how I've, this is, this is my plan to really in, to seize 2017 by the balls. Clemson wins, beats uh, who we play in Ohio State on Saturday. So we beat Ohio State. Then the Monday, the next Monday after that, uh, or January 9th, we'll play most likely Alabama, possibly Washington. We'll win the national championship to start 2017 on a better note. And I would like to have sex with my wife and conceive and deliver a ch another child in 2017. But how badass was that? Yeah, I, that's man. not real. And I think the calendar doesn't work out. And I don't know exactly if we're ready to, <laughs> to do another kid, but how badass would that be on the, the night? 
you know, Clemson wins the national championship, and then I conceive a son. Wouldn't that be the I ultimate story? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you, were, you were conceived. It'd be the, gra- it'd be the greatest story ever told. <laughs> and, and we could, uh, and the, the same kid would be born in 2017. So that was the vision I had of how to seize 2017 by the balls. But I don't think that will happen. That exactly. is awesome. But I do hope. Good luck to the Clemson it, Tigers for real. Yeah. If it's a son, you can name him Ray Ray. Yeah, that's right. There you go, Matt. You talked at the beginning about how you know Santa is better than Jesus. Well, thoughtsaboutgod.com disagrees, my friend. Santa comes but once a year. Jesus is ever present as an ever present help. Santa fills your stockings with goodies. Jesus supplies all your needs. Needs. Santa comes down your chimney uninvited. Jesus stands at your door and knocks and then enters your heart <laughs> when invited. <laughs> That's right. Go to hell, Santa. All right. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.